What's going on, Mad Podcast family? Darius here, one half of the team here with my lovely co-host, Farah. And this is episode 48 of the Make a Difference podcast. Now, um, so far throughout these 48 episodes, we've been we've just had the privilege of connecting with people who are doing and making positive differences in the world. Um, and, and that's really our lane. But one of the things we, we, we've been thinking about, and Farah's great idea was in all the news right now, it's so negative. And, you know, Farah was just like, I'm, she was tired of negative news. And so she came up with this great idea of like, let's, let's just talk about some feel good stories. And so we, we experimented with this, with this last episode and um, absolutely was a blast. And just hearing about some of the amazing things that people are doing in the world that are not, um, you know, physically with us on the show. And so we're going to continue this and we'll, we'll continue it and mix it in with our wonderful people who we get the chance to interview with you guys. But today we're going to do this again. And so we have some incredible stories today. Um, one that literally might give you goosebumps that Farrah gave me just a couple lines of, it gave me some goosebumps. And, and so Farrah, episode 48, Feel Good Stories. Welcome. Thank you. I'm excited to share our feel good stories with you guys for the second. This is feel good stories part two. That being said, I have a couple, but I would like you to kick us off here. Okay. My first feel good story, um, which is pretty timely, is about a woman named Allison, who is a mom of 11, also a Harvard graduate who back in 2019 met a group of 10 girls between the ages of 16 and 18 um, from Afghanistan who were part of an all-girls robotics team. Um, She met them at a Humans to Mars Summit in Washington, D.C. And um, recently, with everything going on in Afghanistan, Allison, Allison became increasingly worried about these girls whom she whom which she bonded with um, back in 2019 and became really concerned about their welfare for obvious reasons. So um, she decided to head to the sanctuary country of Qatar and um, use some of the connections that she had to expedite their rescue. And in conjunction with the Dreamers parent organization, which is called DCF, um, she was able to pull some strings and get their exit process rolling. So all 10 of the girls were rescued. They were boarded on, they boarded a commercial flight um, and they are now safe and they are working on their relocation. Um, Some members of the girls' families have yet to be rescued, but that's also being worked on. The coolest part about this story is not only that these girls were rescued, but also that they all have been offered full ride scholarships to go to college in the U.S., which is awesome. Come on, that is amazing. And robotics, you said? Yeah, yep. So they're probably going to be engineers. Absolutely amazing. Um, yeah, people's kind. There's so many resources out there. Um, so many resources. Uh, man, that's. I. It would be sweet to see if someone makes like a documentary or something that follows these girls. Yeah. Yeah. Let's see. Yeah, it's pretty cool. So hopefully, we'll get to hear. Uh, a follow-up on them once they 
uh, come to the U.S. and choose what universities to go to and what they end up becoming. But pretty cool story. Yeah. And given the current climate over there, like that is pretty phenomenal when you're thinking about, you know, without going there, but just the the disdain towards education and girls. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Yep. Yeah. Like that's uh, that touches on the uh, heartstrings there. Yep. So check this out. So this story comes from uh, I got a chuckle out of it when I came across the story because it came from Fox News. Uh, I did get a slight chuckle out of it, just given the current state. But literally, Fox News had this story of an off-duty California cop who saved a baby on the way home from a movie theater. And so uh, the story comes from so the, the person who contributed the article was Stephen Soros. And he says, off-duty, an off-duty California police officer jumped into action to save a choking baby while on the way home from the movies over the weekend. San Pablo officer Gilbert Troche or Troche told KRNTV that he and his family were driving home when they spotted a hysterical mother holding her baby on the side of the road in Livermore. And uh, he says, in response to that intro, he says, I don't feel like a hero. He told the station that I think anybody in that situation that had seen her there as distraught as she was would have probably tried to do the same thing. He said he jumped out of his car and ran over to the mother who handed the baby over to him. He said the baby's cheeks appeared to have turned blue. Uh, Video of the incident shows that circulated around the Internet shows Troche holding the baby in a downward position and patting him on his back. He told the station that he performed back trust. I think thrust. I don't know if it's thrust or trust. You might know that. But while telling the mother to do a finger sweep of the baby's mouth to remove any obstructions, he also asked his own family to call 911. After about two minutes, he was able to get the baby breathing again. He said the baby coughed, threw up and began crying once again. Um, You know, they the police department praised his actions as nothing short of a miracle. And they're proud to have him as a member of our community. Uh, So from there, he wants to get in touch with the mom and make sure baby is okay. But um, real life heroes, right? Like small, the small heroic acts that make the big difference. And um, so huge shout out to Officer Tro. And, you know, I was even thinking about it, reading it, how easily someone could have been distracted, could have been distracted, mm. driving, right? Could have been distracted driving on the phone or, you know, maybe something was happening in the car. Um, or got a phone call at the same time they're driving, you know, and could have completely missed. Uh, yeah. So it's terrifying. Yeah. Have you ever choked on food? Side note, like, I mean, not that I know of, but it's possible that I have because maybe when I was smaller, but not in my adult life. No. I, I, I choked once on a, uh, a gumball. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> I like how you laugh. I mean, because you're alive, so it's fine. I know, like, I, obviously, yeah. you survived to tell the story. <laughs> it, 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 I mean, I was I was not a baby. I was I, I was probably eight years old. So I was like, a, a, a ooh, that's scary. Yeah, that. Um, yeah, those sure. gumballs are those are big. Yeah. So, like, I could see how. <laughs> Man, you really that. you really don't see those anymore. I wonder if that's why. <laughs> Well, I, hey, I'm, I mean, I'm old enough. I was born in 88. It was like the last era of gumball machines. Yeah, maybe. Because I just don't feel like you see those huge gumballs anymore. They just don't exist. 
Probably yeah. because too somebody many people up. choke yeah. on them. Somebody realized, oh, maybe we shouldn't have this bigger than the average kid's throat size. For real, though. Yeah. So, anyways. Uh, <laughs> um, all right. What do you got next? Okay. For? My final feel good story for today. <laughs> this is like a silly feel good story. Um, a German animal shelter has decided to post Tinder profiles for their dogs and cats looking for their forever homes. <laughs> they literally are using the Tinder dating app, like the, the actual Tinder. That's brilliant. To post profiles of their dogs and cats looking for their forever homes. And I think it is amazing. Um, they have seen lots of success, lots of swipe rights on their animals. Um, she also, the shelter manager said that the response has been insane. They are inundated with requests to, to meet, to do interviews for potential homes for these animals. Um, and so it's, it's working out. There's a really cute video of it that we'll post in the podcast description for today. So you all can watch it. <laughs> But it's pretty adorable and also I think super clever and a really great way to get homeless animals some some love and attention. So I thought it was really cute. <laughs> it is. And it's also a lesson. If you're a marketer, if you're an entrepreneur, if you're in business in any capacity that involves communicating about business, product or service, literally know your audience. Yeah. Know your audience. Absolutely. I'm cute animals in front of some, I was going to say young, but I can't even say, I don't use tenders. So I don't know what the demographic is. Well, I was just going to say the same thing. Like, I also don't use that, but I feel like <laughs> if I did and I saw a dog, I would immediately swipe right. Or wait. Yeah, right. Right is swipe right. Yeah, right got is it. Right. Okay, right, is right. Right, is right. right is right. Let's go. Seriously, that's, that's really a, a fantastic idea. <laughs> Yeah, I thought it was super cute. And it's another lesson on the marketing side of like, no, not only the audience, but you got to know where the attention is. You got to know where the attention is to the people yep. you connect with. That is such an interesting, because I would argue that Tinder is a social media app of sorts, right? Just for a oh, very yeah. specific use. And so that's a really uh, interesting and smart way to utilize social media to find your homeless animals' homes. <laughs> percent. All right. So I have, I have two that I want to share. Um, this next one comes by way of the week and uh, Catherine Garcia. She writes the, 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 head, the title is Georgia man is changing his neighbor's lives. One dollar at a time. So <clears throat> article reads, Anthony Talley has come up with a simple way to spread kindness in his community through his $1 Thursdays program. The LaGrange, Georgia resident collects donations of $1 each and then passes the money along to someone in the city who needs it. Last year, he raised nearly $8,000, most of which was given to a man whose house burned down. And he's currently raising money to help buy a car for a mother of 10 whose vehicle was total in an accident. He also has fun with $1 Thursdays. He once bought ice cream for every elementary school student in LaGrange and the nearby communities of Hogansville and West Point. When I do stuff like this, it's an overwhelming joy, he told the local news station. People say, well, what do you plan to get out of this? And I tell them, 
I plan to change the world one life at a time, one dollar at a time. I love that. Yeah. Shout out to Anthony Talley. I don't know how. First of all, we have so just so going back to the first story, the abundance of resources we have here to to help and chief among them, just a willingness to try to do something, you know, kindness. He just wanted a simple way. He just had a simple way to spread kindness in his community. I, I love it. I mean, I want to move to Lagrange because I can move some ice cream. <laughs> but um, but yeah, so that was just a, a really a simple one that I, that really really was sweet to to read. And then I my, love my it. Second, and then bookending off of your story about the girls being removed from Afghanistan, given an opportunity. Um, some of you may have heard this one, but it actually comes by way of Fox News is again. And it says U.S. airmen help pregnant Afghan mother deliver baby aboard Air Force C-17 evacuation flight. So written again by Stephen Soros, who's on a roll with these feel good stories. It says U.S. airmen helped a pregnant Afghan mother to deliver her baby in the cargo bay of a U.S. Air Force C-17 during an evacuation flight from the Middle East on Saturday. The flight had already taken off from the staging base in the Middle East when the mother went into labor and began having complications. The aircraft commander quickly made a decision to lower the C-17's altitude to increase the air pressure in the cabin in the aircraft. The move helped stabilize the mother and save her and her baby's life. After the aircraft landed at the Air Force Base in Germany, airmen from the 86th Medical Group came aboard and delivered the child in the C-17's cargo bay. The mother who was on the flight with her family and her baby girl were transported to a, to a nearby medical center and were in good and were in good condition as of the writing. So um, shout out to the men and women aboard that plane. An, a messy situation over there. Uh, oh, my gosh. Yeah. In a messy situation. You know, I think it's obviously a feel good story, but it's a testimony too to just like people, you know, not everybody's bad over there. Not everybody has bad intentions over there. People are willing to, people are, there are a lot of people that are sacrificing, not just, you know, U.S. soldiers, but people, period, in general, it's doing a lot to help and try to solve problems over there uh, in bad situations. So, um, absolutely. Yeah. Absolutely. Yeah, and pretty cool story for that kid when they grow up. Hey, you were in the middle of crisis. You were born on an airplane. You were evacuating the country and landed in Germany. Oh my gosh. I wonder Seriously. if they'll be German, technically a German citizen because they were born in Germany. Yeah, that's actually a really interesting point. I don't know. I don't yeah. know, but that's a cool story. I also uh, saw that story come through somewhere as well, and I thought that was pretty cool. It is, you know, yeah, I, I, an honest point here, this is not scripted by any means, guys, um, <laughs> but I, you know, I'm not gonna lie, there's something to reading stories like these, when you're, you know, when we're inundated with a lot, depending on how you consume information in your beds, you know, you're inundated with a lot of I think tension filled bits of information. So mm. coming across this um, for just a few minutes with us, hopefully it's an encouragement to the soul, um, something that uplifts and just reminds us that while there are issues in the world, um, there are many, many things happening 
um, you know, micro sense that actually leads to the macro are, are full of positivity. They're full of people making an impact in other people's lives. Uh, and so as humans, we are unique in our ability to communicate and express and do these things in this way. It's, it's, it's phenomenal when we lay hold of that. Yep. Couldn't agree more. Yeah. And um, yeah, as always, guys, like Darius said at the beginning, we really want we really want this podcast to be a place where you know you can come and just hear either our feel good stories series that we've started doing or hear from really, really cool people doing really cool things um, in the community and business and life in general. So we hope that we're providing that to all of you, giving you a break from what can seem like just the constant negativity going on <laughs> in our world. But sometimes, and I think I said this in our feel good stories one episode that sometimes it's just really about seeking out the good because it's there. Facts, Facts Farah. Wow. You bring it. <laughs> hey, preaching today. Let's go. <laughs> All right. That said, Mad Podcast Family, episode 48, Feel Good Stories, part two, uh, many to come and amazing people along the way. Thanks for tuning in with us. And as always, make a difference in the world because you are capable of doing that. Yes, you are.